Have you ever packed to go on a journey? I'm sure you have. Got some suitcases in here, got a bike here. Be good to go somewhere, get away from it all. And today we're going to start a new series, a new series for Zion, and it's called Pilgrimage. And what's a pilgrimage? Well, pilgrimage is going on a journey to deepen our connection with God. If we read Psalm. 84 verse 5 it says this blessed are those whose strength is in you who set their hearts on pilgrimage you see we all need to be on a journey to be closer to God we all need to be on that journey developing in God going further and deeper into him and enhancing our connection with him so look how do we go on that journey and how do we get started well today I've started packing it and the title of my message today is start your journey so a pilgrimage is a journey to a deeper connection from God and we need to start on that journey. So how do we start on that journey and where do we go? Um, people often say, well, wouldn't it be great if God told us clearly where he wants us? And let's look at somebody who heard directly and clearly where God wanted them to go. Let's go to the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come before me. So the first thing I want to point to today is the fact that your pilgrimage is where God is calling you to go. Um, it may not be where he's calling anyone else to go because each, every person is on their own journey. They've got their own uh, walk with God. So your pilgrimage could well be very different to other people's pilgrimage. And if you look at Jonah, you see Jonah in his day, a typical pilgrimage in the days of Jonah would have been going to Jerusalem to worship. If we read Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 it says this, many people will come and say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his way so that we will walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So a pilgrimage as far as Jonah was concerned was going to the city of Jerusalem to worship during one of the big feasts. Um, but no, that wasn't the pilgrimage that God was calling him to now. And remember, before we talk, what is a pilgrimage? Well, a pilgrimage is a journey. So where was God calling him to go? Go to Nineveh. So that's definitely a journey. You need to go overland to get there. We're going to get to that overland bit soon. Um, going to need to go overland to get to. He's on a journey, a journey to deepen our connection with God. Well, what's he going to be doing? He's going to be obeying the word of God. He's going to be preaching the word of God. He's going to be seeing God move through his hand. That's a pilgrimage. He's going on a journey you know, to deepen his relationship with God and see other people moved by the power of God at the same time. Man, if that wasn't a pilgrimage that God was calling him on, I don't know what was. 
Um, so yeah, it wasn't the typical, but he was definitely called to go on a pilgrimage. So where's God calling you? I mean, recently, Phil Strong has been on a pilgrimage of his own on a sabbatical to Europe. It looked awesome and he spent a lot of time connecting with God there, but, but that wasn't my journey. My journey was staying in Te Awamutu and dealing with um, churchy stuff, which I uh, don't normally do. I do a little bit of, but you know, dealing with the banks and all that. And I'm glad he's back because that's where his strengths are. And look, I've got strengths in other areas, but look, so, but that was a journey. That was my journey when he was on his journey. Anyway, so this first point is your pilgrimage is where God is calling you to go. And yeah, it's a matter of listening to where that is. Uh, but most of all, taking that first step. So let's read Jonah's first steps for this pilgrimage he goes on. Uh, Jonah chapter 1 verse 3. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Now, I mentioned before that Nineveh is over land. Well, Tarshish is not. It's over the ocean. So when Jonah was ran away, he actually ran away on a boat. Look at this, tequila. That's my mate's boat. He's doing it up. I'm looking forward to going on the ocean in this boat. That's quite a strange first step when God tells you to go somewhere that's over land to jump on a boat. And you know, that actually really quite puzzles me, the fact that Jonah did that. Because I think a lot of people I know, if they got a word from the Lord, um, they'd go, Oh, God wants me to go to Nineveh. Oh, don't want to do that. I can't be bothered. And they just carry on with their day-to-day -day stuff. They just ignore it. But you see, I think that the word of the Lord affected Jonah so much that he couldn't ignore it. He either had to obey it or do something about it. So what does he do? He actually does the complete opposite of what God told him to do. Um, and yeah, so he begins his journey. He begins his pilgrimage by going the wrong way. And look, I know people say, I wish God would give me direction. Well, maybe God is speaking to you and you're not listening. Um, and maybe, and if you haven't heard from God in a long time, well, go back to the last thing that God told you to do and do it. Because uh, I believe that God is speaking to all of us. And look, if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, God has spoken to you once. So he wants to speak to you again. And look, if you can't hear God for yourself, come to us and, you know, we will pray over you. Um, and send us a message if you're living far away. And look, we want you to hear the voice of God. And look, we want you to do what God tells you to do. But the story with the story of Jonah... It's an actual fact that he started the journey, even though he was going the wrong way. If you read the end of the book, he actually ended up going to where God wanted him to go, even though he was going the wrong way. But why was it that he did the opposite thing? Well, it's because of sin that lies inside of Jonah and inside of us. And Romans 7 verse 19 says this, I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong but I do it anyway. 
And so I'm sure Jonah wanted to do what's good. He wanted to obey God, but sin inside of him saying, oh, you don't want those people of Nineveh to accept God. Um, so he did the opposite. But look, he started his journey. And even though he started the wrong way, and look, read the rest of the story. I'm sure you've read it all already. Uh, popular kid story. He goes the wrong way. God stops him um, and ends up going the right way. But you know, what if Jonah had only just stayed at home? What if he'd just completely ignored God altogether? Uh, what would have happened then? Well, I want to get on to that soon, but I first I want to look at somebody else who was on a journey and also going in the wrong direction. So earlier I talked about sin, about how Jonah, he didn't obey God because of the sin living in him. And that's a common problem for all of us. You see, we're all born of man. We're all born into sin. And God knew that was a problem for us, but he had a solution. And that solution is Jesus Christ. He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross that we may be forgiven, that we may come into relationship with the living God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says this, God made him, talking about Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus came and he died on the cross and through that we were able to have a life in God. He was able to send his Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would dwell in us because of that Jesus had purified us and made us clean before God because of the cross. And the early church, they started preaching this. They started proclaiming this and the people started coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But there were people who were rather upset about this. You see, they're religious people at the time who they still believed that you could become, earn your righteousness. If you followed all the rules, you could become righteous before God. They were very upset about Jesus Christ being preached as being the way to God. Um, so yeah, they started persecuting the church. And one of these guys was a guy named Saul, of Tarsus. So anyway, let's look more at this guy Saul and his attempts to thwart the word of God going forward. So let's look at the story of Saul, Saul of Tarsus, starting Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogues in Damascus. So if he found any there who belonged to the way, now the way was the name of the early church, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So here Saul was persecuting the early church. Once more, he actually thought he was doing it in the name of God. He thought he was serving God by arresting these people um, and taking them to Jerusalem. Because, and it's fulfilling a prophecy that Jesus said in John 16 verse 2. 
they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. You see, Saul, he still thought that by obeying the law of Moses, he could become righteous towards God. And these people who were worshipping Jesus and accepting Jesus, they had it all wrong. And therefore, he had to end these Christians before they spread their so-called heresy any further. Um, so here we go, Saul on the road to Damascus. And I've come here to a road. So Saul is going on the road to Damascus. I want to look at something though. If we read a bit further down, which we're not going to right now, you can see that he wasn't traveling alone. And I said earlier that, you know, we all have our individual pilgrimages, uh, but also there's journeys that God calls us to do together. And I know this isn't the greatest example from the Bible, but it's where I'm at at the moment because he was going the wrong way. Um, but look, there's journeys in this pilgrimages that God is calling us to go together. And just recently the elders have met at the annual elders retreat and we have discussed the journey that God has Zion Church on. And look, we're excited for the journey. Um, we believe God has great things, but it's a journey that we need to do together. It's a journey that we need to go on as a church and God is going to take us to new places, but it needs you to be on board. It needs me to be on board. Um, so some, yes, we have our individual pilgrimages, but hey, look, there's pilgrimages that we go on as a church. There's pilgrimages that we can go on in our families. Uh, so it's not just an individual thing, you know, we can go on a journey together and I would believe that God is calling Zion Church on a pilgrimage together. But we're going to get into that a little bit later in the series. Today we're just looking at starting the journey. So Saul was on this journey to Damascus, going the wrong way, going to Damascus in order to persecute the church. What happens? Let's read verse 3. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. That's interesting. He's going to Damascus in order to persecute the church, and then, which, as I say, it's the wrong way, but it's not really the wrong way, because look what Jesus says to him in verse 6. Now get up and go into the city. That city is Damascus. So Saul thought he was going to Damascus to persecute the church. He was on his journey with others to persecute the church and yet Jesus meets him on the way and actually tells him to continue to go where he's even going. So on this road to Damascus, on this journey that Saul was on, he gets stopped by God and he gets keeps on going the same direction but with a different purpose with a different even a different identity um, he actually changes his name from Saul to Paul and look I want to point you to a devotional series that Phil Strong has done called Saul to Paul pointing at you know this transformation that takes place and it all started because Saul was on the road to Damascus he was going somewhere already so today's message is about starting your journey. And look, if you're afraid that you're going to go the wrong way, I hope that 
I've shown you, you don't need to worry about that. You see, Jonah was going in a complete wrong direction. He was going over the ocean when he needed to go over land. And yet God stopped him and fulfilled his purposes through him and sent him on a pilgrimage to the people of Nineveh and transformed lives in the city of Nineveh. We had Saul who was on the road to Damascus with the intent of persecuting the church. And by the time he gets to Damascus, he is for the church. He is for Jesus Christ. And look, it is my own story before I came to faith in Jesus Christ I was looking into new agey stuff I was looking into I went to a tarot card reader once and and all the spiritual church and I was really looking in the wrong place for spiritual things but hey look I was looking and God knew that my search was genuine and he found me and set me on the right path so I don't think that God is worried about us going the wrong way. He is more than able that once we get moving to correct us, to guide us, to guide us far. I think much more of a concern to God is when we don't do anything at all. It's easy to turn a moving ship, you know, but it's hard to get it going. So I think the worst thing we can do about going on a pilgrimage, about going on a journey, is to not even start. So I just want to look at Revelations chapter 3 now. Let's look at Revelation chapter 3 verses 15 and 16. It says, I know your deeds. You are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. So I've got here some cold water. Ice in it. It's, it's nice. It's pretty refreshing actually. Mm. I'll put some of that cold water in this uh, empty jar here. And um, yeah, I, I quite like the cold water. And I've got a hot cup of tea here. Mm. Once again, I do love myself a nice hot cup of tea. Not really a coffee drinker, but a hot cup of tea. And I'll put some of that in this here. Then I'm going to read uh, the next bit. So, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So let's uh, taste this one. Oh, it's a lukewarm tea. It's actually fairly disgusting. Okay, so I never really understood this verse before. I think, yeah, surely it's better to be lukewarm than completely cold. But as I looked at the story of Jonah and the story of Saul, I realized, actually, you know, Jonah, he wasn't lukewarm about the idea of going to Nineveh. He was stone cold about it. He was ice cold. He was so ice cold about it, he went in the other direction. But God still met him. God was still able to use him. Um, and likewise, Saul, Saul was not lukewarm about Jesus being the way to God. No, he was, once again, very cold about it. Yet, Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. And he became hot. Mmm. I do. I really do like a nice cup of tea. He became hot towards the things of God and did great, amazing things for Jesus Christ. So, God is not worried about you going in the wrong direction. You need to take that first step. What's the biggest concern is when you're lukewarm, when you're so apathetic. Uh, God tells you to do something, it's like, oh, yeah, 
maybe, maybe not. No, you need to be affected by the words of God. You need to start running towards God. Do the things he's called you to do. But hey, if you don't do the things he's called you to do, at least do something. Even if you don't like what God's told you to do, go and do the complete opposite because he's going to meet you on the journey and he's going to still fulfill his plans and purposes through you. Hey, where is the story of Jonah without the fish? Where is the story of Jonah without him going on a boat and being swallowed by a big fish and then getting turned around and going to Nineveh? Where is the story of Saul without the road to Damascus? where he meets Jesus and becomes Paul the great apostle look start your journey you need to get going somewhere with God Lord I thank you for everyone who is watching this and I pray that you would inspire in them for them to start a journey a pilgrimage with you to deepen their relationship with you Lord I thank you for Zion Church I thank you for the pilgrimage you have on us on as a body of believers and I just bless everyone who's watching this may they know your favor and love in Jesus's mighty wonderful name Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate this. I'm going to link the uh, Saul to Paul series down below if you want to look at that more. Hey, bless your heaps.